You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Basketball Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. Yarra Basketball Users Group Radio was a show about bikes, micro-mobility, cycling, transport issues and all sorts of stuff. We were proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people, the Kulin Nation traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. My name's Chris, and uh, also a special guest in the studio today is... Hi, I'm Steve. It must be a public holiday. It is a public holiday, and we just had a very relaxed, cruisy start. That uh, song we've been playing for a little while now is uh, Sleepy Dreamers, bike song. And uh, on today's show, which may or may not contain mildly coarse language. Um, I'm really hoping to keep this uh, tidy, but given some subject matter, there may be some delving off into moderate, but I just hope to have enough self-control. But uh, we're going to be discussing uh, some stuff up ahead with uh, Creswick news about uh, some more infrastructure going in there for MTB and cyclocross, or more pump track sort of stuff. Today is the final day to get uh, some feedback into the city of Yarra. Moving forward, transport strategy, the draft transport strategy. And I'm going to be discussing that alongside the IPCC demands for systematic changes to transport and urban planning. Now, that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate and Climate Change and what cities and transportation uh, systems need to do. Steve, uh, a bit of uh, bit of news from your part of the cycling universe. What's been going on? Yeah, I attended a memorial ride for the sad passing of Ewan Galley. For anyone who was a friend of Ewan, well-known Melbourne Victorian frame builder. And there's another opportunity that I've just seen. The Warrandyte Mountain Bike Club has... Um, publicised that it sounds like more of a family memorial service on May the 3rd in Eltham. If you did miss the uh, memorial ride and wanted to pay your respects, then perhaps get in touch with Warrandyte Mountain Bike Club or look look that up on the socials and you'll find that um, 
that event. Yeah, because that's, uh, I think, uh, May the 3rd. Yes. At it, um, Eltham. Eltham. And it's going to be live-streamed as well. I might just put the details of that into the um, podcast right. description. So, you know, you Ewan was oh, people going back 30, 35 years. Yeah, yeah. yes. A pioneer of the uh, Victorian mountain bike uh, community and uh, well-known and well-loved by many. And what else has been going on? Well, oh. Creswick. Creswick, yes. Well, Creswick's well-known as a part of that regional mountain bike destination and cyclocross destination. Um, they've already got some facilities there and the government's announced they'll be expanding that and having a, what they're describing as a bike playground. So it sounds a lot like a good introductory type of facility, something that sits between your moderate, modest uh, pump track, BMX track and the mountain bike trail network that starts and finishes in the area i think it was i'll get the park it was uh yeah it was media release put out by the state government in the last little while creswick from memory correct me if i'm wrong has a lot of cyclocross or that sort of component yeah you know gravel grinders go out there well, people into that sort of... It's a good... Uh, it's a gravel start-finish sort of terminus, um, you know, facilities in the in the area for those sort of those sort of longer rides as well as the, you know, Shire Hepburn um, mountain bike trail network around the area. Yeah, um, built on the old Hammond Park football oval in Creswick Regional Park. So feasibly, so that's got it. That's got a pump track. Is that going to be built, or is that there is of... already a pump okay, track? Okay, well, this, you know, in terms of you know, taking families out, the Hammond Park Trailhead is designed to encourage riders of all abilities to safely build up their mountain bike riding skills before taking on the more challenging trails in Creswick. So, an introductory type of facility, which <gasps> yeah, you know, is... take the kids, have a picnic, that sort of thing. Well, this is what I was leading to. Was like it's a multi generational thing. Yes, new restrooms along with a barbecue and picnic area to encourage outdoor events and family gatherings near the trails. Yay, it Here. sounds like a, a really good thing. Uh, getting back to what you were talking about with you and Gelly, yes. uh, you went to the ride a little while back. Now, there is a Gelly Annual Memorial Ride. It will be happening on Saturday, the 11th of March, 2023. Yes, and put that in your diary. Put that in your diary. That's at 1pm, Smith. Gully, Smith's Gully Reserve. Many people would know Smith's Gully. It's a very well-known destination for uh, riders. And um, that's going to be an annual thing now to uh, keep uh, Ewan's memory alive and the connections we have in the MTB community because he, he was a giant to use and, yes. and a really nice bloke. I really, really like Ewan. He was a great guy. Yeah, so that'll be a... Great way to remember him, yes. Now, just quickly, you had a little bit of issue with your tubeless uh, front tyre the other day. It was a bit dully. What, what was the issue going on there, mate? Oh, tubeless, you see. You don't get flats and that's all. it's all fantastic and you never have to change a tube until the sealant won't seal and the pressure won't stay up. So, no, more faffing about. Come very late to the uh, tubeless uh revolution in tyre technology but yeah we'll um, we'll get that sorted i might have to go and see my uh, good mateys at the local shop to retape it yeah, retape so the rim 
So for people who, like yourself, have come late to the tubeless revolution, do you want to give us one or two paragraphs on what tubeless actually is? The, the concept is instead of running a tyre and tube on your bicycle, you have a tyre and some sealant and the idea is that small intrusions, small punches will self-heal. So if you think about riding around the streets and you might just score a little bit of glass or you might be out somewhere more regional and on some dirt and you might find some thorns the idea of that is that those small things will self-heal mm-hmm. um, sometimes there's the need to plug um, a puncher that's more substantial so there's some um, little gadgets that you can basically poke something back in the hole that something made in your tire and then that between the plug and the sealant that stops the air coming out you put more air pressure in and off you go so that's the upside of the whole thing the downside is you can spend a bit of time faffing about if things don't seal very well it also relies on a good seal on your rim yeah i was thinking about that how it's seated and not every rim is tubeless ready as they describe it or can be made tubeless ready by a decent rim tape so the upside of that would be like yeah you could use it for things like commuting anything from commuting to gravel grinding and possibly a lot lot less waste but the the sealant is something that concerns me a little bit yeah so if you Mm. were riding every day and you were always scoring pieces of glass or something there was lots of the bug and droppings in the area that you happened to commute through you can always go to bigger, heavier, chunkier tyres, or you can do both that and run sealant, and the sealant um, will help heal those little uh, little punches. It could be an option for, for people. It's something to consider, and also like a wheel diameters right now, would a lot of 29er sort of stuff be? Oh, it's every every size. And you, it, you can uh, The technology's a pro, you know. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because I don't want to get too much into it because we could devote shows to tubeless yeah. and that sort of stuff. But is like the wheel rims uh, technology changing to suit tubeless? Yeah. Or, or can or can you use a, um, an older conventional? You t- you can use an older conventional rim, but you need to be able to um, have a seal, a tape, or a some sort of seal on your rim that because that keeps the air in on that part. The tire keeps the air in. And, and the other bit, and the sealant sloshes around and doesn't slosh very much. We're only talking a few mils of, of sealant, and it, that does its job whenever there's a um, a small hole. Hence the visit to the bike shop to get things seated properly. Uh, maybe. When it, when it goes get, out of spec. Yeah, and the <laughs> tapes can, tapes obviously are relying on adhesive and all sorts of things, and, you know, it's got some liquid running around in there, so maybe it's, yeah, failed. Okay. I think we're a little bit of everything in the intro. So anyway, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be back talking about the IPCC, City of Yarra, transport strategy, and it's a really, really quick survey you can fill in today. Risk mitigation and, you know, moving to low-carbon societies. PX Fano is a Pacifica LGBTIQ plus podcast providing a platform for Pacifica communities to unpack and discuss the narratives 
and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Presented by Pacific X, a collective that celebrates Pacific Island LGBTIQ communities through meaningful connections that honours cultural and gender identities. You can catch the podcast series every Sunday during Out of the Pan at around 12.30pm or on your favourite podcast platform. Supported by 3CR and funded by the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Programme. For more information, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash out of the pan. Listening to Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Radical Radio broadcasting from Noram, Melbourne, Australia. And we're going to be chatting about the IPCC thing that I was reading about in Street's blog and kind of dovetailing it around the moving forward uh, draft strategy for Yarra. You know, a lot of this stuff is, you know, it comes between, you know, risk mitigation and what is happening on a personal corporate, organisational and governmental level. And with this actual article, just to bring in from this, uh, it's an interpretation by or an article by Streets Blog, uh, the deadline to make dramatic reductions in climate heating pollutants is closing fast, according to the latest report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. And cities and transport agencies will both need to transform themselves dramatically in the next decade to avoid the worst effects of heating climate. And this article was uh, published by Streets Blog on April 22nd of basically demanding systematic change. And this links into what the City of Yarra are doing, a lot, a lot of other LGAs, local government associations are doing, and broader moves across the entire world and internationally, and that's saying didactic, of what needs to occur. Now, earlier this month, the IPCC published the third and final volume of its latest climate assessment report. Volume 1 synthesised the most recent physical science on climate change and a dour second volume surveyed the severe impacts and disasters already underway from heating climate. The third volume focuses on what humanity needs to do to curtail climate pollution and limit warming to 1.5 to 2 degrees centigrade above 20th century temperatures. Now, there's some good stuff in here, and just a point I need to pull out here. The report argues that the increased use of electric vehicles, for the increased use of electric vehicles, but also makes clear simply replacing gasoline with batteries simply will not be enough. Cities must also dramatically curtail the use of automobiles and avoid locking in future emissions with more car-dependent infrastructure. Steve? Yeah, so it's uh, a range of 5 to 
30% of global annual greenhouse gas emissions from end-user sectors are avoidable by 2050. Um, through changes to the built environment, new and repurposed infrastructure and service provision through compact cities, co-location of jobs and housing, and more efficient use of floor space and energy in buildings, and what we're getting to, reallocation of street space for active mobility. And this is in the report's summary for policymakers. So that dovetails with the aims of City of Yarra that have recently come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that gets me about like reading through this is about how we've got to make these rapid changes. And uh, as we're in the middle of a very mediocre and lacklustre federal election campaign, which some uh, many people have uh, commented upon, is the old horse race analogy where we're having no real analysis of massive issues facing us in Australia. Previous interview on this show I had with uh, Councillor Jonathan Shreve from um, Brisbane City Council about things that was happening up north, Lismore, Brisbane, uh, being hit by extreme weather. Uh, Melbourne, we got ex- um, hit 13 years ago by extreme weather. And the, the thing about this is that I think there's a lot of like displacement we've come through two really difficult years there's a lot of belief that okay we know this is happening but there's a lot of displacement in terms of pushback against or even bike lash and bicycles are one component of a bigger picture I mean in terms of if you want good throughput in your cities I mean you need cars you need cars connected together and they're called trains if you ever want to push me on uh, you don't like cars, I like cars when they're actually a train carriage and that's actually a technical term as a car set. But we've actually got to rapidly move and uh, we've got to move past a bit of dysfunctional, illogical stuff that's going on in people's interpretation of what needs to move forward to have a, not just a happy future, actually have a future. The, the report do, discusses um, carbon lock-in because of a number of factors, multiple interactions of technological, institutional and behavioural systems which create inertia and path dependency are difficult to break. So the example of lock-in of cars reinforced by highway and energy infrastructure that are further locked in by social and cultural preferences for individual mobility options. This is obviously taken straight out of the report, but those individual mobility options, if you don't give people other options if you if there is no public transport if there is no safe paths for active transport you know the peri-urban fringes of of uh, melbourne those growing suburbs if there's no footpaths you know direct part direct um bike and bike and footpaths to your shopping centers activity centers and maybe your mass transit hubs then you're locking people in to having to get there by car. Well, uh, it's interesting. I, I want to bring up the analogy. You're probably going to be squirming about this. But in 1992, a movement kicked off, bicycle movement kicked off, in San Francisco. And it was called Critical Mass, and it kind of spread worldwide. And then it came to Melbourne in the mid-'90s, and you and I know a fair bit about this. And it was the whole thing, you know, we are traffic. We should be... There's probably people screaming out there. I've got my interpretation of this, and you shouldn't be talking about it. But anyway, it was it was a public demonstration of the use of bicycles 
whatever. And I just have to I have to bring this up because this this existed in Melbourne for almost a decade, if not more. There's been a couple of versions of you know getting it started again. Uh, there's 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 rides that still happen all over the world. But if it was really to kick off again in Melbourne, have a think about how reactionary the environment has become since the mid aughties. Just run that one through your head for a moment of how reactionary we have become in terms of road space, changes. You know, we are talking about predominantly the inner city in Yarra, and I've seen phenomenal changes from living here for 30 years. And I'm seeing a bit of a drawbridge mentality, and I think you have too, of I've moved here, there's people people been here for a long, 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 long time, families. There's people who've moved in a bit more recently, they've seen all the amenities, it's fantastic, it's great living here, but now I want to pull up drawbridge and keep it the same is I want it right now. And the thing is with urban development, with cities, they never stop evolving. I think you might have just come up with one of the ugly curses of gentrification. Yeah. Like it's all very lovely to have the inner 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 suburbs be bristling with new wonderful facilities like vibrant cafes and more music venues and and boutique shops and small businesses all those rejuvenation of old industrial spaces that used to be full of polluting industries but if the the people move, attracted to and moving into the areas bring those you know regressive attitudes with them you know they come in and they pull up the drawbridge they want to be able to come in and Mm. and bring the attitude that they can just you know drive wherever they want and park you know where they want and not realize they've moved into such a higher density area that and as it's even changing over the last 10 to 15 years the density comes up the developments build the way you do things in the area has got to start evolving. Mm. Make use of the other options, your yeah. bike, your foot, your public transport and your car share, uh, rather than thinking you can just pull the handbrake on in your home. Yeah, well, the thing is, with a lot of well, Yarra, it's about uh, 94,000 people. It's about 19.5 square kilometres. Densities around here in some areas are nowhere near what they used to be. My, you know, my, when my father was a child in the 20s and 30s, uh, some of the density will probably never get back to that, and for a very good reason, because it's called slums, and it was very poor housing stock. What we've got now is the, the rapid development of commercial and residential properties because it is a desirable place to live the the opportunities are here the a whole bunch of things are here but cramming 19th century legacy roads with 21st century traffic is not sustainable and some of the things we've discussed in the earlier this um we're facing climate environmental risks regardless of where we live you know you go back to black saturday unless we had that wind shift and, you know, it would have gone into Melbourne's northeast suburbs and it's not a pleasant thought. Go back and have a look at what happened in Canberra a uh, few years earlier as an example of what happens when a uh, bushfire becomes an urban fire and comes into your suburbs. Yep. And these are things where you you apply critical thinking and you get quite away from the distracted stuff that, you know... (laughs) Q1 on and people running around with, you know, merchant flags. <laughs> you know? 
uh, there's a lot of distraction out there to, to dispel people from actually critically thinking about what they need to do. And it's it's not an onerous thing. What actually City of Yarra are doing in, on a local level is providing multi-approach ways of we how we can move around our cities instead of one fits all, which is the car, the separate car, not the train I was discussing earlier, but which you run all the costs and risks for. And as we're talking about um, depreciation with cars, you know, what's that thing? How much does your car depreciate uh, when you... Well, that's that noise that you can only barely hear as you drive it away from the uh, dealership. There's the clang of the value falling off yeah. as you as you turn out onto the road. The thing is, there will always be a use for cars, whether you like this or not. But what we've got and what we've got to disseminate, and this is what this moving forward uh, document draft document from City of Yarra puts there, we've got to have multi-use and it's giving choice. Yeah, the, the first option on there, what they're looking to achieve is increase use of space-efficient and environmentally sustainable forms of transport so that space-efficient, space there's efficient, only yes. so much public space um, that we have in that public realm. So until we're going to um, buy, buy up private property to increase public space, which mm. isn't a thing that tends to happen... Mm. Um, We've only got limited public space in order to for people to transport themselves and live outside their pub, private space. Yeah, and there's the other thing of coming into like you know the redevelopment of the inner suburbs is if uh, it, it seems to be my perception of you know being around here for several decades is unless you've got money, unless you've got entitlement and privilege, your opinion isn't worth shit to uh, people who you know and and the the. And there's a pushback against any form of regulation. And then if, and the pushback I see against having decent planning controls is actually it's not a, it's not a council issue there. That's state government having inappropriate or things that can be pushed. You know, but developers will uh, work up until what the regs are. Yeah, um, push the push the limits at, at every uh, at every opportunity. Yeah. So anyway, we're discussing this uh, thing that uh, today. Uh, Monday the 25th, it's kind of you can get your feedback in for the survey, which is yoursayyarra.com.au forward, forward slash moving forward. And the thing is, it's changing around here uh, with Yarra and Surrounds. Are choosing, people are choosing to go commute by bike, by foot, and that's another thing we've got to think about, more pedestrians, food deliveries. Yeah, how do you know a lot of people will get there, you know, they come home from work or whatever, and we'll be returning to the office after COVID-19. Food deliveries, we're getting... Look, the last show I just had was the e-scooter trials, cargo bikes, e-bikes, and increasing that throughput with public transport. It's a better use, not one use, which is yeah. a car. We're talking about a multi-pronged ap- approach. So... Are the, are the proponents of um, free... Uh Free car use going to start to change their tune if they're all their delivery drivers are run down when they're sitting at home waiting for their um, their, their snacky eats to, well, to be delivered to them. Yeah, Transport Workers Union uh, TWU have been doing campaigns on that for you know the gig economy stuff, uh, and yeah, it's like a have a think about consequences of uh, what products and things that you like to get delivered to you, and you have a think about what the workers go through to get that to you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, we're talking about the inner suburbs, which are relatively affluent. 
Yeah. But a lot of it isn't. And this is stuff where, you know, like the last vampire study was um, index thing was done back in 2016. And I would like to see, I think there is... Uh, They'll come out of the latest ABS yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, vampire index uh, data, which is a snapshot of vulnerability to financial stress from changes to petrol prices and mortgage interest rates, which is absolutely bang on pertinent right now with the raising um, of cost of living <laughs> you know yourself you're, you're a person who has to go out and work on the road and it's um the covid19 post covid19 traffic's pretty full on right now yeah it's definitely built back up you know work patterns have changed but the um, traffic patterns have have definitely increased and i don't think a lot of drivers uh road uh, perceptions have uh improved due to the break they've had hmm. well we've uh We've had a good old rant here today, haven't we, Steve? Yep, we're up on those milk crates. Anyway, thank you for listening to today's Yarra Bicycle User Group radio show. The podcast should be um, up soon at 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarra Bike uh, or on our mirror site, which is yarrabug.org forward slash radio. Don't forget to subscribe or donate to 3CR. Keep us on air. Go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe, donate, or events option if there's uh, some stuff going on with other shows, especially stuff like City Limits and uh, Beyond Zero Emissions. Anyway, uh, that's enough from Chris and Steve for today. And up next, we'll have Shebop followed by Black Block. CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.